So now, I, I just want us to start to look at the review of the year, what the Lord is saying, especially regarding the coming of the Messiah, our central theme, right? Yeah, that is our mainstay. That's where we are. That's where we have been and that's where you are going to be until he comes, right? Is that true? Hallelujah. Very good. So now, um, I see people still coming in. I thank you for coming in. Blessed people. You will find seats. There are seats. Machere, you have seats over there? Okay, so people have seats as they come in. If there is any special guest that has come that needs introduction, please can you lift up your hand and tell us which guest you brought that you needed us to mention here? Because we've not been doing this and sometimes senior people come and just walk away. I mean, they not walk away, they stay with us, enjoy with us, but they, we don't get to bring them to the front. Is there anyone who has come with a senior person from your uh, area, your county, that you wanted us to raise here? Thank you. So, it's pure clergy, right? So, <laughs> I tell you, that's a good place to be, right? <laughs> Amen. That's a good place to be. Hallelujah. Okay, so thank you. Even the walkway could be a place, but that's all right. They have a screen there. So now, I just want us to review what we have seen until now regarding the glorious coming of the Messiah. And I know the screens are on. I know we are streaming tonight, right? Yeah, make sure we are streaming live so we give them an opportunity also to see. Hallelujah. And so, I see only Bokabing walking away, so I don't know whether he had a place somewhere. But, I, 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 okay. So, they will give him room, right? Okay, just lift up your chairs and give him a pass. A safe passage, you know. That's one of the things we'll see here when Jesus, when he struck death and he and he's Track away, he took away the sting of death. He essentially just opened a safe passage for you, right? So that now you don't fear death anymore, right? So can you open safe passage for Kabingo also, please? So may you come in here and also enjoy the benefits of the rapture. Hallelujah. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> yes, so, okay, so, Professor Masinda, will you take a plastic chair and sit where? You, you get a plastic chair and sit. Uh, I don't know where you'll sit. Nobody sits near me here. I don't want fire to touch you. There, there is a place there, right? Oh, okay, so can you arrange? Michael, is it possible? At the back there? Pole, pole. Pole, pole. It's not possible. Oh, not possible. We can squeeze around, you know. You think he can be in front of you? No, no, no. Not, okay, he, okay. Can somebody give? No, no. Sit down, uh, Benhams. Sit down, Benhams. Yes, Benhams is also very senior. Somebody just give him a seat. Or, I mean, oh, you've given him. Thank you very much. That's very good. Once you've given him, that's very powerful. Thank you so much. Thank you indeed. Hallelujah. Okay, now. We have been focused on me now. For, I know there are people who are, who are going to be walking in. Don't worry about them. Just focus on me so we can get started, right? We have been examining the glorious coming of the Messiah. Just, just once you're on me and you give me eye contact, we're able to pick up. Once we pick up and then there, there's a lot of writing. Don't worry. So much writing here. And I know you've been also following me a little bit on radio and so forth. So we've been talking about the glorious coming of the Messiah. 
and uh, we've had a tremendous session here, several segments of sessions put together, and that has been one big session, right? Talking about the current state on the coming of the Messiah. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All is well, Eric. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pole Pole too. Thank you. We are live on air. We are live on TV also, right? Very powerful tonight. So it's going to be a long one. Please, you bear with me because I really want to download as much as I can before we leave the country, right? And so, we have been handling the glorious coming of the Messiah, the status, the current state of the affair on the coming of the Messiah. Looking at all that the Lord has been saying and continues to say in the current, you know, and trying to put it all together for you, that we may be able to pick the instruction, and that you may go and execute that instruction and prepare the churches, the jurisdictions under your authority, and awesome pastoral abilities, right? And so, this is what we saw right from the beginning. I'll just give it a, a snapshot here. We saw in the beginning that it's important to understand what the Lord is saying now, right? That it's important to understand that He's saying the Messiah is coming. That is very clean and clear. Hallelujah. But we also saw that within that context of looking at the coming of the Messiah, the glorious coming of the Messiah, we said it will be beneficial. Hallelujah. Beneficial. You know, it's very important, again I repeat, to go in and now prepare the church, be holy, righteous and everything, and just do everything appertaining to instruction on the coming of the Messiah. It's very powerful. Because you are really right on. You are preparing the church. And then I said in the process also, because you have also come of time, hallelujah, because you have come of time, I said in the process sometimes it will be beneficial to then exalt yourself a little bit, right? To exalt yourself up a little bit and look at the prophetic timeline, profile of the Lord, right? Are we together? Yes, I see a lot of flocking in, but just focus on me now. The prophetic profile of the Lord, the prophetic timeline of the Lord, and ask yourself, where exactly does the rapture of the church fall within the profile, prophetic profile of the Lord? Because we understood one thing as we talked. We understood that there is a zero countdown, right? It's essentially a zero countdown whereby the Lord is counting down to Daniel chapter 2 verses 44 and 45. We read it right now, right? Daniel chapter 2, 45, 45. I know that if we start reading everything, it may be quite heavy tonight, but we need to read that. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 2, blessed people. And he says the following, and I've seen that vision. I've shared it across time. I've also shared on when the Lord brought us the throne room and we were sitting on this side of the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. And Daniel sat alone on this side. Remember? And then again, I asked the Lord, why was he sitting alone on that side? Daniel chapter 12, if you turn, chapter 2 rather, I beg your pardon. Chapter 12 of sin in the process of this journey. But Daniel chapter 2, I'm reading 44, 45, he says the following. This is now the translation. This is the interpretation. Are we together? 
And then he says, in the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end. But it will itself endure forever and ever. And he says, this is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut cut out of a mountain, but not by human hands. A rock that smote and broke and smashed the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold into pieces. Again, listen to this now. I am coming from the vision, right? So, I will give you more details. Because from the vision, it is really pieces, but it's not pieces, because you may misunderstand when you take it as pieces in this translation. You will hear, for example, other translations saying, uh, uh, like dust, like dust. The, The rock, by the way, comes from this direction, in a tangent, in an angle. And that rock, you remember, I've described all over the world. It is flat in the middle and sharp. It is, it is sharp razor. Oh, I've used the word razor. Like razor sharp at the edges, but fat and heavy at the middle. And it's coming at a tangent like this. And as it comes, then smote. You remember, the, I'm standing before the statue. Even the feet of the statue are above me here. So just the feet. So that's a huge statue, right? And then smote. So here he says pieces. But now I'm coming from the vision. And sometimes other translations will tell you it is smote and smashed into dust, like dust, okay? I mean like, uh, like dust, okay? But for me, I'll tell you, because the Lord Almighty, He made, after smashing the statue, He made the, 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 the dust to blow over me. Because He really wanted me to feel that it has been smashed. And totally finished and fine. Polvo in Spanish, como polvo. So, the, the thing is, it's like ash. Ash, not dust. So really, that is a smashing, right? And it's not by human hands. It's amazing. It's amazing when he says, not by human hands. Then you know who it is he's talking about, right? And then it's also amazing that in the context of saying, not by human hands, that that kingdom will not need human hands to establish it. And then at the end, he has assembled some people like this, whom he wants them to help him. It's quite amazing, the privilege, right? I think the first thing you pick there is the privilege. That if you are allowed... If you have been given the privilege to go serve him, please, who are you? Who are you to be given a privilege to serve within this huge eternal kingdom of God? Be given a privilege to serve within this huge eternal kingdom of God Almighty that is coming. And you are the mechanics in there preparing the citizenry of that kingdom. Meaning you have an active role in that kingdom. So that should be looked at as privilege. Uh, are we beginning well, right? And so, this was our genesis. This is where we began from. Because at this place, again, if you just catch eye to eye with me until we pick wind and begin sailing up there. So, at this place, when we saw, when we saw that this, this now is the eternal... said, wow, it's raging battle, but can we run and see how this whole thing ends? And then we saw that, oh, it ends well. It ends well 
with our Lord winning. And so therefore, it gives us a greater resolve to stand firm now. Because now we know how it will end, how the news will be announced. When that day arrives, 9 p.m. news, how it will be announced. When it's the Lord that will win. So we rather remain firm and now be more resolute in walking righteous and holy and serving with zeal and commitment and total dedication. Because now we know how it ends. And, and so it's beneficial in a generation that really loves prudence. And of course, they're very powerful in making rational decisions. In that kind of generation then, then now they know that you'd rather be on the winning team. The winning side. And that's why we say we are very happy that the cloud of God is here. And the glory of God is here. And the Lord is speaking from here and directing nations. It's a very powerful thing to know how it will all end. Hallelujah. And so when we began that, then we quickly understood now. Look at me now. We, we, we saw how it ends, right? And then we can now come back within the prophetic timeline, the prophetic profile of the Lord. And now look at this. Lift ourselves up and now look at that timeline. But look at the rapture of the church. If it's all counting down to the glorious eternal kingdom of God, then what is the significance or the importance of the rapture within that countdown? Is it just some accidental thing, a modern teaching that you see now the prophets of God came and started saying rapture, rapture, and then now you see now we have just taken it up? No. It's a very active and very important ingredient in God's redemption plan. Hallelujah. It's a very powerful component aspect. It, 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 it's, a, it's a strong, not a strong, it's a marker, a powerful marker within God's redemption plan program for mankind. Are we together now? And so, that gives you a greater understanding now of even gravity. That no, from the beginning when the Lord designed, when he designed the redemption plan for the church, right? How the church is going to be redeemed. From the beginning. He already planned and if you look at the, let, let me tell you, look at this now. If you look at the strategic scripture we're going to look at, what are, you, you, you will see how he has, he has positioned it strategically at a given place. And I said, the key to end time prophecy is the book of Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, right? I said, once you understand that scripture, that key, the key to end time prophecy is that scripture, that prophecy, that revelation from the Lord, Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 and 27. Okay, let me just read it because sometimes, probably when I was doing so, some of you are at work, but uh, I'll just read it to make sure the foundation is well set, right? Daniel chapter 9, it says the following verses, 24 on. And so, what is the case in Daniel 9? Can you focus on me for a moment? Daniel 9, again, like I've said, is a foundational key. Is a key to understanding end prophecy, end time prophecy, even God's redemption plan. Why am I saying so? I'm saying so, again, follow me here very carefully about Daniel 9. They went into captivity, right? They have gone into captivity because of what I'm going to read in the book of Leviticus, chapter 26 here. They went into captivity. The consequences of sin, okay? Cause and effect, right? So they have gone into captivity. As they are there in captivity, uh, Daniel is reading the manuscripts of Jeremiah. Are we together? 
in Jeremiah's manuscript he's saying that 70 years that that captivity lasts 70 years and so the 70 years are coming to an end and yet they are not hearing from the Lord saying something hallelujah so there was a panic there was a panic that hey why is the Lord not uh, not talking about releasing his people you understand now? There was a bit of a panic. The 70 years are ending. And so Daniel, if you read later the rest of Daniel chapter 9, you get the prayer from verse 1, Daniel's prayer. And you see the trembling, the panic. Because at one time along the way, you remember the Lord had told them, no, no, no. They were saying, no, please. We want to come back home. I think they were crying out to the Lord, right? And the Lord said, no. Why, why do you want to, no, we want to inquire of the Lord again okay, I'll just put it in Swahili a bit uh, that you may understand what, how the Lord felt about all this it's as though the Lord asked them kwani huko amuna waganga wa Tanzania ya kuconsult huko don't you have witches there that you can consult why because that's what you are doing here Yes. When I came that you may worship me, you went to occult. And now when you're there, you say, no, no, you want. Then you say, plant trees and, and pray for your masters. The, 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 plant fruit trees. Pray for your masters. When they prosper, you'll also prosper over there. You know, that was quite a statement. Huh? That, that, yeah, you would almost think they're going to stay there forever. That was the panic now Then Daniel has here. That, hey, the Lord is not saying something about going to build the mountain to serve the Lord in the mountain. And so, in that prayer, then the Lord answers Daniel. That's what we are reading now, right? He answers Daniel verses 24 and 27. And I read here, he says, 77s. Okay, verse 23 I can read for you, right? Verse 23 he says, As soon as you began to pray, a word went out which I have come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. The other translation says, I've come to give you insight and understanding. Are we still together? Yes, the other translation say, I have come, that's Gabriel talking, I have come to give you insight and understanding. And I want to, I want to beg your patience tonight because we may go a little bit late in the night, right? Please just, we'll have breaks in between, but just allow me to do this. Allow me to flow, because we've not begun yet. So, uh, so, so, so the question is, this is amazing. The other translations say, I have come to give you insight and understanding, like revelation and understanding, right? And that is very powerful when he says that way. Even here, here he says, as soon as you began to pray, a word went out, which I have come to tell you, uh, uh, which I have come to tell you for you are highly esteemed. You see that? So, so, so insight, uh, I want to use the insight and understanding. But the moment you began to pray, I was sent, I've been sent to give you this revelation, this understanding. Okay, look at this now. As though he's saying, I realize you, Daniel, you still don't understand these things. That's why I have rushed to bring you understanding. 
I've just realized, we realized, the Lord realized that you seem not to, Daniel, you seem not to understand the gravity of sin. Or the gravity of what these people have done before the Lord. The cloud of God visiting the temple and they did things that hurt the Lord. Do you remember at one point even taken behind, you know, just scratch, scratching the, the, the wall of the altar and for, oh, oh, so they particular names names were named of priests and elders worshipping idols behind the altar. Remember with a lot of old drawings of creatures on the wall, right? So, I've been sent to enlighten you that these things are heavy. I've been sent to let you know that these things are weighty. It's not as simple as you think. So while Jeremiah said 70, so now it has been increased. It is 70 times 7. Are you seeing now the original scripture that is key for you to understand end-time prophecy? So that, that is verse 23. He says, 77 are decreed for your people and your holy city to finish transgression and to put an end to sin, to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy place. Now, verse 24 is amazing. It's an entire spectrum of the milestones that must be achieved by this prophecy. Verse 24 says, everything that must be achieved when this prophecy, this timeline is fulfilled. Are we together? And if you look in there, there are monuments in there, like atoning for sin, meaning the Messiah has to go to the cross, right? If you look in there, you hear everlasting righteousness. That is amazing. That means he's really referring everlasting righteousness, and on top of that also, he's talking about anointing the most holy place, so either he's talking about the millennial temple or the new Jerusalem. So it's really far, the eternal state. So this is a monumental prophecy. Verse 24 lays out the entire spectrum, the cascade, the array that must be achieved in the timeline as this countdown goes on, right? You can just follow me, don't worry about this because I'm going to break it down for you. So that is very serious. And so, he's saying what must be achieved. And there are big things if you read there. For example, atoning for sin. Meaning the Messiah will have to appear. He's already mentioned by that. But have to appear and go to the cross. And die there. And shed his blood. And again, he's saying to finish sin. That is serious. That tells me when. That's rapture. That is only at rapture is when you will have defeated sin. Because now, the, the timeline, this timeline which is on your screen now, will have also been achieved. This timeline here. You see that now. Right now, between the cross, we are here between the cross. Okay, Pentecost, if you will. Okay, between the cross and the rapture. This is called the church age, right? Which is Revelation chapters 2 and 3. We are together on this, right? This is where we are church age. But then now, He's saying, you remember here Jesus was busy teaching them who the Messiah is. And then they would not pick it until he went down 
to the occult cities, the, the Canaanite woman said, Oh Lord, son of David, she nailed it. She, she positively identified him correctly. She said, you know, David is a messianic office. You know that, right? Yes, that is the office of the Messiah. The messianic authority. The son of David. And so, she nailed it so well until now his mission diverted, right? And then you people were brought in first, right? Yeah, because now they were more willing. It's as though the Gentiles were saying, oh, if they have rejected him, for us we will take him. Yeah, give, give him, we will take him. For us we will take him. It's as though the Gentiles say that. But what he's saying here is that over here, if you look at this, between Pentecost, okay, the cross, the cross and the rapture, this is where we are. And anyone and everybody knows we are much closer here now. Right? My prophecy is boiling Israel right now, right? So Israel is now come to the center like this. So you can tell that the Lord is saying the agenda of Israel is now coming to the center. But we are around here. But in between here, only the soul can be saved. The body cannot be saved. That's why the Holy Spirit is given to you in a very unique way that does not happen after this. After this, the Holy Spirit is localized. Again, like Old Testament, localized. You understand? But given in a unique way, poured out, and that as a deposit. If you get time and read the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, Ephesians 4, verse 13, you see that the Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing you the redemption of your bodies here. So you see the soul is born again here, but the body is waiting for the rapture. That's why I'm saying when you look at the events that he's promising here, that finishing at that time then you have defeated sin because now sin will never touch you again you have defeated death are we together so that that defeating of sin is essentially glorification right are we together and so this is very powerful blessed people so verse 24 he says that and then uh, he goes on verse 25 he says and there's so much in there i've not even opened up anything in verse 24 He's saying to atone for wickedness, to bring in everlasting righteousness. Look at that now. To seal up vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy place. So to seal up vision and prophecy, he's talking about a time. He's drawing it, he's drawing for you that it will be up to this time. And I think, just a moment, what do you, why do you think to seal up vision and prophecy? For example, to complete vision and prophecy. Right now the prophets of God are ministering here, they're prophesying. But to seal up vision and prophecy, if I were to open up your mind a little bit, what it means is the following. He is essentially saying that uh, delay is over. I think that is Revelation chapter six, verse chapter ten, verse six. That when time has surrendered, there will be no more delay. Meaning, you can now see the Lord. Yeah, now, now you don't need to prophesy, or you don't need to evangelize to anyone. You can now see the Lord. Do you understand? You can only evangelize now. So, there's so much said in there that we could open up, right? But verse 25, he goes on to say, Know and understand this. From the time the word goes out, restore and rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, the ruler come. The anointed one is the Messiah, right? Okay. From the time, remember I've seen this vision. I was at, at, uh, at, uh, I, I was at, uh, at, at, uh, Studio B is somewhere there, right? When they were doing global services. 
when the Lord now took me and I got the two letters, white envelopes, and crossed through the trans euphrates I said, yeah, I shared with you everything. The gates were open and so forth, right? And so, he's talking about from the time the decree is given to build a mountain, to go build a city, are we still together? So he's not talking about the time the decree is given to go build a house. Because you find that Ezra has another instruction. Just go to Nehemiah. This is Nehemiah. From verse 2 you'll find, in fact you can work out exact from the moment the letter is given to when now the anointed one comes and makes a triumphal entry. Remember only a few days after that then he goes to the cross. But he's talking about triumphal entry. It will be to the letter, to the date. To the date. If you factor in the lunar year and the leap years. Lunar calendar and the leap years. Hallelujah. And so, he's saying very clearly here, I need to finish up this, we don't have much time really. He's saying, uh, verse 25, Know and understand this, from the time the word goes out to restore and rebuild Jerusalem, rebuild Jerusalem. That's now the city, the mountain, right? And so, that will distinguish for you between what Ezra was doing and what Nehemiah is doing. So you go to where Nehemiah is serving the glass and his face is, uh, is broken and then they say, oh, if you're not feeling bad, if you're not sick, this can only be a sickness of heart. And then at that time, you can I go, how can I be happy when the heel of my Lord is broken, is in ruin? And then now the permission is given there. So that's where you go, right? So he says, to rebuild Jerusalem until the anointed one, that's the Messiah, I think the other translations call him the Messiah, right? The ruler comes. There will be seven sevens and sixty-two sevens. It will be rebuilt with streets and a trench, but a time of trouble. So now, verse 25 gives you the following. He stratifies the 70 weeks. He divides the 70 weeks such that now what you have is the first seven weeks and then he says 62 weeks. Very fast, he has already consumed 69 weeks. So, he says the following, verse 26. After 62 sevens, the anointed one will be put to death. Look at that now. After 62, that is now 69. You know that, right? Because the first seven and then 62. Those are 69. After 69, you talk about the anointed one will put to death. So, on the 69th is when he makes the triumphal entry. After, then he's put to death. He goes to the cross. After. Make sure we are together, right? Yes, because these are exact prophecies. This exacting law of the Lord, right? So he says, after 62 weeks, which, we, which we, for us we know is 69, right? The anointed one, the Messiah, will be put to death and he will have nothing. Meaning he will not take the kingdom at that time, right? Hallelujah. And then he says, the people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary and the end will come as a flood. And war will continue until the end and the desolations have been decreased. So that's all right now. Now, as he's talking about that, because he's in verse 26, right? And he's talking about the Messiah coming in there, going to the cross, right? The next thing you hear him talking about is verse 27, the 70th week, right? 
He's, he's saying, the next thing he's talking about here is the 70th week by saying, He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And at the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end. Remember at this time, now diaspora, people have been chased away. And, and you, you're, you're going to see something very deep here today. Because you're going to see the judgment of God is not a joke. Yeah. You're going to see that those that were swept away by Assyrians never came back. Yeah, you know, there's a lot you'll see here today. Yeah, if, you, if we have time. So, what I'm saying is this. This is very serious. Very, very serious. He's saying, for the 70th week to happen, because he says, all of a sudden he has jumped into the 70th week. And that can only tell you and I, you know, the 70th week, because he's already talking about the setting up of the abomination that causes desolation. Jesus himself, when he, in Matthew 24, he began to talk about this particular time, the end time events, he says, when you see the abomination that causes desolation... These two prophets also, when the Lord came to talk to them about that time, he showed them the two beasts entering the tribulation temple. So, look at this now. Again, you are with me here? He's saying that for the 70th week to be fulfilled, the, fall, the following conditions must be in place. Number one, there must be the state of Israel. And remember, that was from 1948, right? So, that's one thing. Remember, he talks about the fig tree? Yeah, when you see the leaves sprouting and so forth, that began, the end time began right there. So that happened. There is now a state of Israel. Number two, that state of Israel must, must be in a place where they really, really need peace. The entire need for peace. And if you check your news now, you really see that they really, really need peace now. Because the end Antichrist comes as a broker. He comes to broker peace between Israel and the Islamic nations. Now we're now together. Number three, for the 70th week of Daniel to be realized, this verse 27 to be realized, there must be a temple for Israel. Right now there is no temple. That means all these things, the wars you see going on, all these, what you see in Gaza and all these things going on right there now, it will end up with the building of a temple for Israel. Serious stuff. Oh yes, we're talking about current affairs right there. <laughs> Live. And the, thank God it came out of my prophecy that the, the, there is war going on in Palestine. The prophecy of 2020. July 26th. So now you understand it's within God's program. Hallelujah. 
And I've read severally from Hosea chapter 5, 14 and 15. When he says, he who shall move away, he shall go away now. And he will not come back until they feel their guilt of what they did before he lifted up. Right? And so, look at this now. So he's saying, those conditions must be in place. Number one, there must be the state of Israel. We know it is there. Number two, there must be uh, a dire need for peace. You can see it now on your news. Number three, Israel must have a temple. And number four, in that temple, they go back to the old sacrifice. Remember in that vision, the Lord told me, I hope uh, everybody's writing. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, in that vision, remember the Lord took me and he told, he showed me they were now slaughtering sheep and they began slaughtering animals. And he said, go tell them, but the Messiah has resurrected. In fact, the Christ rather. But the Christ has resurrected by voice. I've shared all these things with you, right? And so this is serious stuff. And so those conditions must be met for the 70th week of Daniel to be fulfilled. So, you, you know, sometimes the building of the temple might happen within that cascade, within the first half probably. Okay, I can tell. You, even you, you highly suspect that there will be a trade-off that will allow you to build near the mosque there a temple, something like that. I don't know what will happen. I know, I've been telling the Lord, can you lead me to strike that mosque with an earthquake? Yeah, I've been saying so. Yeah, so that now the temple can be built. But God's sovereign plan, right? Hallelujah. And so, these are very serious things. So the 70th week begins in verse 27, right? And look at that now. When it begins, then that is for Israel. Are we together? So this is the key. What is the strategic positioning of the rapture I wanted you to come to see? That as you are talking about the Messiah going to the cross, when the, 70, when the 69th week was reached, 69th week was, again, everybody focus on me. When 69th week was reached, you can write also, it's very good. I want you to write as much. When 69th week was reached, and then he says, after that he went to the cross. But we didn't see him continue counting the 70th week. Meaning he paused the clock. And it has been more than, quite, quite a long time. More than 2,000 years now. He has paused the clock. That's a long time. And so you can see from your news that it looks like he's about to restart the clock. Right? And so that, that's important. That's very powerful right there. Because now, you can see very clearly that something has happened to the church for him to run straight to verse 27, to run straight to the tribulation. So that's why the church, the, the church is a mystery and, uh, and the rapture is a mystery. Something has happened there. The church, you have been taken away. Why? Because it was appertaining to thy people. This timeline was regarding the judgment of thy people. Are we together now? Yeah, the judgment of thy people. And that's why you see the church was admitted through this window now. And that's why we're meeting here that you may go and be quickened to do what you need to do. So, the basis for that is, is found, the basis for the rapture of the church that we're going to handle today in the review is found in the book of uh, Leviticus chapter 26. Let me try to read as much as I can read.